Hi everyone, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. We are joined by A.B. Violet and Elba Rose. <laughs> I was like, who am I clapping with? Well, the thing is, you lot can't hear it. It is on there, I promise you. Welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. Thank you very much for coming in. Oh no, thanks for having me. All the way from Brighton. Yeah. Travelling to come in. Travelling. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's probably, an hour and a half. It's probably just as far. An hour and a half, that's how long it takes me to get in. That's what I was going to say. It's probably just as far for us as it is for... Yeah, living in London is like, I just think a bit of a fallacy. Everyone's like, oh yeah, but you live in London. I'm like, it takes the exact same amount yeah, of time pretty much. to get here. <laughs> no, it's mad, isn't it? You've always been in Brighton. Uh, no, I'm Cambridgeshire originally. Right. I uh, grew up in Cambridgeshire, went to Brighton for uni, didn't really leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm from a little place called The Fens. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm up sort of Cambridgeshire way. Oh, fair enough. We um, The first time you got in touch with future hits mm. was to upload one of your tracks which was it so did you approach yeah it, it was you yeah. I, I now remember yeah <laughs> click <laughs> well, no, no, i met her in the corridor and, and, and it I was, was dark <laughs> i was like oh yeah <laughs> so professional you leave the building and just throw us both my, in a I dark corridor <laughs> right for the record i went to get a drink <laughs> I wasn't like leaving too. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I found you on a distribution website. Which oh right, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was going through music. You whispered that so little, to... I couldn't even hear it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Well, music to distribution. No, oh, okay, I don't yeah. know. Um, so when I first found out I was having a radio show, I just went through and listened to loads of different artists on, you know, the blobbles section yeah, where you can yeah, like yeah. other people's. Uh, and pretty much my whole first show was just people I emailed and said, I really love your music, can I play it on my first show? So the first show of Artist Pick is yeah. my style of music, and I was like, this girl. I think I used you as my cover art as well for I that I think show. you did, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, that was wicked, thank you. So I, that, um, that's a peek behind the curtain for me, because obviously I'm not a musician, I just do this. So I've never heard of what you've just talked about. So is that So people upload their music to that, and then you can go through and review it? Kind of. Yeah. You get offers for like features and Yeah, you kinda like upload it to try and reach out to blogs and like content creators like yourselves and stuff. Right. Um and it's a bit there's a few. There's like Musasu, the Submit Hub. Musasu was the first time I used it, it's a bit different. You sort of upload it and then they just send it to people like they think would match with your right. Yeah. It basically just <coughs> Oh, <laughs> you're right there. Right. It basically does spam you with offers, though, doesn't it? It's yeah. Like you got added to this playlist. This person liked your song, and they can make you offers, and you can decide whether you want to pay for coverage or get mm. free coverage. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's useful. It's a, mi it's a mixed bag of things, but it's, yeah, it's useful. Where have you, what have you found that that takes you to then? Is it playlist, other like Spotify playlists, or is it used for. A mix of stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. a mix of stuff. Yeah, blogs, YouTube, YouTube, radio, podcasts. Yeah, I so have been tempted to set up a like offers page. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think we have a big enough following yet. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, so could you like give people so other unsight other artists who are emerging? Could you give them a like point them to that because it might be useful for them to. Do you want to do it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's loads of tools. Yeah. So Muso Soup is one of them. You uh, pay like a fee for a campaign and they send it to people, uh, blogs, playlisters, all that sort of thing. And then they get basically give you offers. There's usually like free placements and then there's 
stuff paid you can, there are paid options um so it kind of depends what you want to do with that or what you make of that but there's other tools like submit hub submit hub is hub is very good i i've used that consistently every single release um uso suit was sort of a i've tried it i'm trying to decide if i want to use it again right yeah well, that's the, that's the thing that I wouldn't know about any of that stuff. So you having you guys talk about that as artists is very useful to other artists. They don't want to hear me just gas the whole time. It basically <laughs> just does take some of the PR away from you. So you don't have to do yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. But obviously you don't necessarily have that many radio stations on there. And mm. So were you thinking then setting up a setting up a page for future hits as an example? And then, oh, okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do we have to pay anything? Probably. Nah, I don't do it. No, I think we can earn money for it, but I don't want to charge people necessarily for uploads. No, that's true. But if you can figure out a free version or whatever, or if you want to get your music on Future Hits, you can. Upload via our website at futurehits.co.uk. Why She's every well trained. time when you, you should know by up? now? She's, okay. You should know by now. Um, the question I... Right, so before we started, I was like, I'm going to ask you both a question. Right. So with your stage name, mm. it's different to your actual name. Yeah. Right. Same with you. How did you decide on your stage name? Is that the right artist name? Artist name. Artist name. Sorry. Artist name. Why the artist name? How did you go, both of you, decide on that? Oh, my story is not great. Neither's mine. I've oh, I thought that'd be brilliant. <laughs> I've been avoiding, like, I've been, like, hoping they would ask me because my mate was like, you need a better story as to how you came up with the name. So Make a, right, <laughs> mate, we'll go to Abby first. <laughs> you make a story up and then we'll come back to you. <laughs> mine's mine's going to be bad as well. Is your middle name Rose? Uh-huh. No, you just, no, my middle name's not Violet either, so... Yeah. Is, but we just picked a flower. It's <laughs> 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 like A B. I didn't even is put two into. Is that your name? That's that my initials. A B. Well, yeah, that's close. Oh yeah, of course it is. I, mean, I just thought it oh was no, no, no. <laughs> right, I just thought it was Abby, like A B Abby. It works two ways. It then, works both it? ways. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just going to tell you the real story because I feel like the pressure to come up with a cool <laughs> story is just like everyone feels like there's a pressure. I'm going to take the pressure off. It's okay to have a lame. So I read a book. Right. There was a character called Alba in it, and I thought that was great. And then I looked on Spotify, and Alba was taken. So uh, I was like, oh, no. What about Alba Rose? I was like, it translates to White Rose. I'm a white English rose. This all, <laughs> like, links up. <laughs> that was taken, too. And then I was chatting to my friend. He just went, what about Alba? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's not taken. It was not taken anywhere, and that's literally how I came up with it. My niece is called Alba. There you go. It's a good name. It is a great name. I remember name, yeah. when I saw it, I was like, that'd be a great, like, great kid's name. Yeah. Like, but I can't use that now because, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. It'd be, yeah. be a bit weird. <laughs> well, no, it's still nice to understand that. I mean, I know that when um, when we had the Lucettes in, they, mm. I'm pretty sure they said they just picked their name out of a book. They read it from a book. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's difficult. When I've tried coming up with, obviously, like I've said, I'm not a musician, but when I've come up with... The, the name for unsigned. I mean, that's, that's where'd you get that tin. from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, it used to be the Saturday sessions, it and then did, we changed yeah. it, which was on a Saturday. To be fair, so it was on a Saturday, so and then we had the check-in, which was the mental health check-in on a Sunday. So we had two. I had a radio show on South End, and mm. then we had the Saturday sessions, which was like the unsigned seg. It was only a segment. It was only like three songs a week, or a couple of songs a week, or whatever. But then obviously it grew and now, but then it became unsigned and then it got picked up by different radio stations and then it's, you know, it it grew. But when I was trying, like trying to figure out the name for future hits, fuck, 
you know. That oh, was... you can swear on it, by the way. Oh, yeah, you can, swear on, it. Oh, <laughs> you can swear on it. Although I'm starting to create clean versions as well. So then I need to make a note of when I've sworn. Because it's usually me. <laughs> I have to go through when I've sworn and make sure I beat it out. Um, yeah, getting the thing for that, that was such a pain, like, pain in the ass to do. Because it was like trying to figure out what is similar for artists, I imagine. Like, you try and figure out, right, what can we use? What's been taken on all the socials? Yeah. Like, and then it was a really weird thing with, like, because we had to submit it for, to Amazon to mm. get the Amazon Alexa skill. It was like, oh, you can't use it. Because we were going to be unsigned radio at first. Right. Um, and they were like, you can't use that because it's used somewhere else. It was like, yeah. Yeah, but it hasn't been operating for ages. No, you can't use it. So. I think it's a difficult one because I think, you know, like years ago, coming up with a name was really just about personality. Now it's about finding a handle that's like yeah, that's you true. can use. Yeah, you know? I know. I made a really big mistake putting punctuation in. A dot, uh, D dot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard, make, isn't Making it? it easy to spell as well and like... Because you don't want to be... I mean, I have done it at a gig where I've been like, if you want to check me out, it's Elba Rose, E-L-B-A-R-O-S-E. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, no one's going to actively try and figure out how to spell it, you know, so... Type as I speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Heidi's got quite a good... Heidi, um, literally, you know, like those, uh, they're backlit thing and you can put letters on them and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. She's literally got her handle on there so people can literally just see it and do it. Yeah, it's a good idea. I do need to get something. It'd be cool to do shows, something like yeah. that. Or a QR code. People take a picture. Yeah, Bang, I've been thinking straight. of getting those like um, really like small business, business cards. cards with like the Spotify thing yeah. that you can scan. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think they're a good idea. It's all mm. marketing at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. You had a gig this past weekend. I did. How did that go? That was at Colours, right? Yeah, it was. It was really good. That was like probably the best one we've had. We've had like, because we play on in-ears, um, we've had different variations of how good the sound's been for right. us. Like, we've played, like, one gig where the sound, all I could hear was a metronome beeping in my ear really loudly, and I had to take the <laughs> other ear out, and I couldn't really hear, and I was looking at, like, my bandmate, like, dude, what's going on? Um, but it was, like, the best sound we've had. It was really good fun. The audience there, they were really nice. Yeah. Was, like, actually really full, which was nice. So, yeah, it was good fun. Who are you supporting? Uh, Wallace Bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. How was the crowd for, for that, then? Yeah, great. Like... I mean, Wallace is amazing. Like, I stuck around and saw her set. Like, incredible performer. But, yeah, the crowd were really... Like, I kind of went and was like, I'm not sure what to expect. Like, are these guys going to watch me? Because I'm mm. a bit different anyway, like, sound-wise to Wallace Bird. And, uh, but no, like, it was pretty full. I was really yeah. surprised. I was like, oh, this is great. And they were a really lovely audience. Is that Colours in Hoxton? Yeah. Because yeah. that's a music venue, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think, I think the people there kind of... They're just music fans, which yeah. kind of helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really fun. Um, set flew by. We were just like, did we play 30 minutes? So, <laughs> so yeah, it was good fun, yeah. We, um, I've been to the Underbelly, which mm. is literally like just up the road from it, isn't it? It's like a yeah. few, few across or whatever. And then Ocean Floors, who have got a show on Future Hits and also been on the podcast as well. They played Colours a couple of weeks ago. Oh, awesome. So it's, yeah. a, it's a venue to go to. It's, it's a really nice venue, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was really slick. We had a very quick sound check, but like the engineer was great as well, which always certainly helps. helps yeah. 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 I can't get along with in ears. They're a bit weird, like, because they can make you very isolated. Um, but that was what I like. I think this guy must have had a couple of room mics somewhere or put like the overheads from the drum kit on because I didn't feel like I was in in it land it was great i was like <laughs> oh my god i feel like i'm in the I'm room because <laughs> they are weird we have to play to them because um there's just certain sections where there's no no drum kit in so to stay in time with the backing track but uh, yeah they are a bit weird is it have you used them before lynn yeah i was gonna use them at the south end at south end yeah but 
the room was too small anyway. But when you're in a larger right. room, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when you are making electronic music as well, yeah, um, without that live drum kit, it's really hard to hear yourself. Yeah, it's 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 really. I mean, I think the problem within it is is that like because at the moment we rely, we don't have our own setup where we manage our monitoring ourselves, like our mix. So you're relying on the engineer, and like we've had situations where we've been like not. It doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes you have people who aren't as experienced with in ears, and we've kind of fortunately had like 900 cables with us because my drummer's very prepared. (laughs) Right, Um, where we've just sort of been like we'll just manage it and we sort of you know have that but like yeah sometimes you don't get as good of a mix or it's very very loud and you're just like oh my god <laughs> but um yeah i've only ever seen people have issues within it like i've been to a few gigs and there's like they start with them in and then halfway through they're taking them out and it's just like again heidi at chinnery's like she had that she took do you remember she like took her ears out halfway through and it was yeah it's actually you'd have mentioned it to me you were like she's struggling with them yeah you usually right. see me with one out Right. Like if I'm struggling, one's out just so I can hear the metronome, and then yeah. I'll just use the room. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not it's not for everyone. It's, it's definitely I, if I could get away without, I would. Yeah, yeah. What's what is the setup then for a typical gig for you? Um, so I I just do vocals now, and then I've got a keys player who plays Moog and the Nord, and then my drummer just plays an SPD. So it's really simple. Like yeah. we were debating having like a hybrid kit set up, so acoustic kit with electronics but just coming gigging in and out of london's quite um getting that on a train is it's yeah. not fun <laughs> where are they based are they in brighton too they're around um the keyboardist is in east croydon oh okay um so yeah all around on that around. on that line yeah isn't sort it? of same area yeah no oh, that's cool why did you look at me like that then <laughs> i wondered if you knew what she was referencing whatsoever there i know what a cork was <laughs> a what a cork Cool. Yeah, he's in uh, he's in Thor, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, Kit. Okay. How rude. Um, <laughs> right, we are going to do some quick fire questions for you. Cool. Um, what's the best? Well, you might have already touched on this. What was the best gig you've had so far? It was like the last. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was quick fire. Um, a song that you actually we we'll do this one first. Melody first or lyrics first in the songwriting process? Um. I don't know, it's it's either or. I tend to free write a lot. Um, So like if I'm feeling in a certain way, I'll free write on my phone and then I'll bank it and be like, cool, I'll look at it later. Um, And then sometimes it probably, yeah, it's probably, maybe it is lyrics. I don't know, I feel like they're very symbiotic, like in terms of, I tend to just sit with stuff and mumble a lot. Yeah. And then... It's like the best way to explain songwriting. And that is a hard question <laughs> because for a lot of people, the melody comes with the lyrics anyway. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you're working around sort of the syllables and stuff, so then you sort of, yeah, it's a weird one. It, it really, it, we've had very different answers on this. So we were, when I was talking to Black Pines, they were saying that they'll come up with something and sometimes they'll do it to hand claps, but they won't have any words. Mm. And I remember Ocean Floors saying, actually, that what they were doing is they would have a melody... And then they would basically just mumble something into yeah. it to then make lyrics to make lyrics fit the melody yeah. later on. I think it's like every song's a bit different anyway, and I think the instrument you write on also dictates it. So like I feel like I write different melodies on piano than I do to guitar, and sometimes I interchange on the same song just to see like if it would change. Mm. But the thing I do do quite consistently these days is is free write a lot. Um, so do you, guys, do you do you know what free writing is? 
I barely know what you lot are talking about. <laughs> no, I'm assuming free writing is that you, when you're going through it and you're writing the lyrics down as you go. But It's sort know. of just like um, where you basically write without thinking about what you're writing. So you're not necessarily writing lyrics. You're just oh, writing okay. anything about how you're feeling or a topic. So it's almost like you, a diary entry. Yeah, and then you would then yeah. try and mould it into And then you the basically try to take from that. And I find that really helpful Like when I'm struggling to come up with something. Like if I'm, like, I'm going to write today... Mm. I'll go back through stuff that I've sort of written to be like, oh, what's something that like I'm vibing with today? And then I'll pick that out. That's kind of, yeah. That's a good way of doing it. I think with, with your writing, when you're writing stuff, do you, how do you do it differently? I don't think I do necessarily do it differently. Mm. And normally I'm just writing what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. And then the melody just normally is there anyway, but that will change a million times. Yeah. 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 That's true as well. I remember, like, um, at like at uni, there was a tutor that kept talking about um, uh, Elton John writing uh, what was that song? Your song. Your song in like twenty minutes, and it made me feel like to write a good song, you should be able to write it in twenty minutes. Mm. But but like, do you know what I realized? Like, I've cut myself more and more slack. I'm just like, it just takes as long as it takes. Like, yeah. you can't compare yourself many, to others. Like, yeah, however many rewrites, especially you Elton do. John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Like, um, but it's just like I remember. Yeah, he would be like, you should be writing a song a day, and like I like that's cool. But sometimes you know, rewriting something like over like I tend to I work really well for two three hours, and then everything starts just getting worse so i stop i come back to it like either later that day or in like a week and i find that's more beneficial to me yeah i think that's it well everyone's got their own ways of doing haven't they i think um, when we were when me and lizzie were chatting last week i think uh, what fucking song was it beep (laughs) um i can't remember what song it was it was a queen song and he was in the bath freddie mocha was in the bath and then they wrote it in like 10 minutes went downstairs and recorded it and done it like that but it's wherever the inspiration mm. takes you. Sometimes it does happen like it, that. No, sometimes yeah. it does happen, yeah. just not every time. No. <laughs> no, of course. Are you the first person that actually has studied music at uni? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. I asked yeah. that every single time. I was like, I'm not going to ask that because yeah. no one has. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes people don't want to say either, I've realised as well. I know. Like, uh, was it like James Bay was like kind of actively told not to <laughs> say to people that he went to BIM? Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's because... I think he does talk about it, but, like, they don't... Um, I, I, don't I don't think it's looked as, as cool. But, yeah, I, I studied music because I liked music. And I was exactly. like, what am I going to do at uni? I'm going to go do... <laughs> yeah, do what you like. Music, yeah. you know? And I, I mean, I met my producer at uni, so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys worked all the way through then since, since um, then? or? So, oddly, we didn't actually meet till we'd both left. Um, but we sort of... Would, occasionally show up at the uni to do like uh hi come to this uni <laughs> that's what we used to do yeah. and we met through that and uh so we've been working together for the last like four or five years which has been really cool and you produced your ep yeah oh wow yeah going well good working relationship then yeah um i i think like yeah, we, we've just finished off another ep as well together oh, really? so he's um <laughs> ah, he's he's How great wallflower been out? <laughs> a month <laughs> September. Well, I did it? finish it last year, so um, I've been sitting on it a while. But he, um, yeah, he's no, yeah, we've known each other a while, so it's been cool. When's the new? E- when? What's the plan for the new EP then? If you it's guys, been, have... it's been mixed at the moment, so right. hopefully next year. Yeah, I'm hoping to hit January, but I don't. I was hoping to get something out this year, but it's a difficult time, isn't it? We were having a discussion last week as well because it's like there where people were when you've got tracks now. Mm. If you're not getting them out now. 
it's yeah. Christmas time, isn't it? Yeah. So you're going to get drowned out on the radio or anything there's, like there's that. There's no point releasing no. in December, yeah. And not many people are really going to be going to gigs, I imagine, in January because no one's got any money because it's always a longer month, <laughs> isn't it? So it's like it's probably best. Like January is probably quite a good month to aim at. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we're, I'm going to do. I was hoping um, to have it mixed like a couple months ago, but it just hasn't. Always plan for an additional months, I find. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever goes with the original timeline. But uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. So, How does it compare to your EP that's currently out? It's leaning a bit more hip-hop. Really? A bit more heavily, sort of. Yeah, so like, um, I'd say it's like, like Dead End, Diamond-like, it's really heavily moving in that direction. Um, I feel like Wallflower was a bit of like a transition EP for me, like from my old sound. Mm -hmm. So like, Wildlife is kind of still in alt rock in a way and then as you go along the ep it's but yeah we're kind of firmly into my producer was like it's going in a hip-hop territory that's it and nice like, cool. excited for that yeah so yeah it should be fun we played one of the tracks live actually oh really last week yeah the first gig and it was, it was really fun some angry tracks on it which are really <laughs> fun to perform <laughs> it's so therapeutic <laughs> it's great <laughs> uh what is a song that you wish you wrote have i asked you this question before okay oh, sorry <laughs> oh no um your song by elton john <laughs> <laughs> that was mine and charlotte's first dance oh yeah uh, i'm trying to think i mean Bad Guy by Billie Eilish is a pretty big banger. There's quite a few Billie Eilish tracks that I'm just like, God, you must have been well happy when you finished <laughs> this tune. Um, I don't know, I can't think of one single song, but um, yeah. Yeah, but that is a good one to go with though. Yeah. Uh, can you recommend an artist? Um, like another emerging artist. I can recommend my producer. <laughs> recommend if you want. Uh, he's called Ruiner and his... Uh, it's a w he always says he gets jokes about it like because he's he does produce quite a few other artists mm. and then when it gets mentioned on like BBC introducing or something everyone's like well I hope they didn't ruin your music and he's called Ruiner R U I N E R and his solo stuff uh, is wicked yeah, it's really really cool so he's an artist in his own right as well yeah he is he doesn't um, push it as much uh, I think he kind of likes to keep it as sort of like. He doesn't like to stress too much about like social media and stuff. I think yeah. that's the main thing for him. But um, yeah, no, he's really, really good. Um, it is a stressful world, isn't it? Social media, especially if you're an artist and you're trying to, because it's it isn't just about music these days, is it? It's about the whole yeah. whole brand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, social media. Just said that earlier, didn't I? Really? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, <laughs> what would be one thing that you change about the music industry? <laughs> I was literally <laughs> just thinking that. All right, I know you two are going to gang up. Um, yeah, probably. Um, I think it's just uh, it's such a numbers game now, and I know I know that's that's a good thing in some ways, but it's such a numbers thing. You know, like any gig you play, it's just like how many people you're going to bring. It doesn't. Mm. It sometimes feels like it's not about music. And I feel like so many artists have said this and I feel like sometimes people get annoyed at artists for saying this, but but it is true. Like I sometimes wish it wasn't quite so much of a numbers game. Like, yeah, yeah it's useful. It keeps you driven, like, you know, and it keeps you trying to hit goals and stuff. But it does sometimes feel like it is more about everything else than just the music. Like if I'm honest, I probably spent less time working on the EP than I have maybe creating content like mm. for social media which yeah the marketing's part of it and and like 
it is part of the job and everything. But um, yeah, it's probably just that. Yeah, it does influence the, influence the music itself as well, though, because you yeah. have to think about how marketable that song is. Yeah, I saw I saw something on TikTok where this person was like, it was a manager, I think, and she basically said, once you've posted what you're going to post on TikTok, get off TikTok because you're going to start just accidentally writing like the music you're hearing on TikTok. Right. And then no one's creating, like you're not creating new stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, TikTok's, uh, I mean, it's addictive. <laughs> you lose <laughs> like, hours on there. I've you? wasted a few hours on there. But I mean, yeah, like it's useful. Like some people have broken massively on it. I found TikTok really useful, but... Um, I think the thing is yeah. with TikTok, it, it's definitely like a consumer thing, isn't it? You just can scroll for hours. And I think with Instagram, people have said that it's that's more like your portfolio sort of thing. Like that is your everything that looks pretty and all that. But yeah. with TikTok, you're just making content, silly videos and stuff. And that's all people seem to flip and look at. It's a weird one because I think Instagram's very like still, this is my life. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And TikTok's very much about you being real, which is hard like for some people. Like mm. I sometimes... I always think I'm like, I mean, I feel like I'm doing okay, but I sometimes feel like my first impression isn't always like, you know, amazing. And you have to do that every day, like be your best, you know, try and bring something real across that's relatable to people. Mm. And I, I think it's very easy for people to go, oh yeah, you just need to be yourself. But like, then you overthink it. I'm like, am I being myself? <laughs> yeah, I'm quite an anxious person. So you should like, when Welcome I have to, to be club, myself, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> be yourself. Okay, is this myself? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's, myself, like, it's, okay. just, it's just very awkward. Like, and you're by yourself doing it. And, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's a weird, very weird thing to do in yeah. some ways. No, I can understand that. Um, biggest inspiration? Ooh. Musically? Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Which I think people get surprised by because I don't sound anything like <laughs> <laughs> Springsteen. All of like the people I'm inspired by from a young age. Um, so Springsteen. Uh, my dad is a lot older than most average dads. Uh, like people's average dad's age that are my age. He's like in his eighties. So I got brought up on like the Everly Brothers and stuff. Right. So that was huge growing up. Like the Everly Brothers actually was bigger in my house than like the Beatles. Oh wow. Um, and yeah, so I got brought up on a lot of like crooner, crooner music. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin was played a yeah, lot. Yeah, definitely comes across in your music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the first single you bought? Um, I remember the first CD I was really obsessed with getting, and it was James Morrison's Undiscovered. Right. Um, and I think that was what got me into like, uh like wanting to play guitar to be honest yeah like yeah very singer songwritery i can't come up with anything like super cool with james morrison he's good at what he does like yeah. he's great you know but um that that in all honesty is probably and like john mayer probably as well yeah all those guitar it's probably cool you're gonna whisper you get closer to that <laughs> that was probably cooler but maybe a bit james generic morrison's to say got, yeah james morrison's got some some good tunes no yeah. He's not quite as sexy as John Mayer, though, is he? <laughs> nah, he's not. But, like, everyone can, like, play everyone slow dancing in a burning room on guitar, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I think James Morrison was the first one where I was like, I want to write songs and play guitar. And, and that was kind of like... Yeah. Is that yeah. the first instrument you picked up, then? No, I got forced into piano lessons for a few years when I was younger, but right. I didn't... Quick, because it wasn't cool. I don't think I didn't like piano. I think 
like I just didn't like classical piano. I think right. that was what it was. You know, I was like eight and I was just sat there like trying to play a grade one piece. And I was like, I hate this. This is boring. And we never moved on because I didn't get any better at it because I didn't practice. Yeah. I didn't like it. So, but guitar was the first thing I really got um, like obsessed with. Yeah. Um, but which is ironic because my brother told my mum that I would quit and that she shouldn't buy me a guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, they were like, she's going to quit. It's a waste of money. And now I'm just like, ha <laughs> Still playing, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, more for them then. Yeah. Um, what would be your advice for new artists? Obviously, we touched on the uh, the distribution places that we spoke about earlier, but what bit of advice would you give to someone who's just starting out as a solo artist or a band? Don't overthink anything. Don't overthink your name. Just don't overthink the music. Like, yeah, spend time on it for sure. But, like, just don't overthink doing something. Just do it because you won't get any better thinking about it. Yeah. Which I've wasted time, you know, procrastinating. It's easy to overthink stuff. It doesn't matter what you do for a living or for a hobby or whatever. If you do, like, we, you know, overthinking is, we all do it. Yeah. We all do. It doesn't matter. If uh, maybe a bit more if you're of an anxious disposition <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's a byproduct of it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it's like just put stuff in the diary and just do yeah. it and stick to it. You know, like that's what I find. Like I used to be like, oh, everything needs to be perfect before. No, it just doesn't. Just yeah. You know, like your first gig might not be, you know amazing or things will go wrong but like you learn from it i mean like our first gig with this project our drummer's spd got wiped so all of his sounds and his backing tracks weren't on the spd oh wow and we were just like i was just sitting there like (laughs) (laughs) so and i thought he was joking because we'd been joking about it and i was just like oh my god like we can't do the gig and then they were sort of cobbling together like we were triggering the backing tracks from a phone and it was like really stressful I was the most stressed because the two guys I play with are very, very seasoned giggers. They do a lot of functions and stuff. And right. they're super like, they're like, yeah, it'll be fine. I was like, will it? <laughs> 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 like, you're telling me to trust you. Okay. <laughs> you know, like. And how was it? It, it was good. Yeah, it right. was good. It just like, I think, you know, it's that thing when you're uh, an artist who maybe isn't super, like I've learned a lot of tech stuff just from, you know, being around it and stuff. But mm. sometimes you're, like in my band, I am the least knowledgeable when it comes to the sound and the gear because I don't deal with it every day like they do. Yeah. Like as a singer, it's very easy just to show up with a mic <laughs> <laughs> and almost bypass all that stuff. Like you should definitely learn it, but like, um, and I've definitely learned from being around them and like you learn from those problems. Mm. Um, and it was fine, but it's that thing when you almost feel useless because you actually can't solve the problem for them. You're just yeah. like, cool, I'm just going to. St- Wait, like, you <laughs> Let me know, know when you're ready. Now, Let me know now you need we have check. like four backups of it. And I'm just right. like, have we got all the backups this time? Have we got, and I know how to do it now because I was like, I don't want to feel like this again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is with stuff like that, if you can, any, any anxiety thing, if you can sort of put things in the way to sort of combat mm. the onset anxiety that could come, yeah, yeah, it yeah. certainly helps if that's for backups or yeah. if that's making sure that my camera's charged before I come in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is all, you know, you try and put those preventions in place rather than having to be reactive when you're yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. It certainly helps. Uh, what else have we got on here? We are going to go with, what's the first gig you ever went to? 
<laughs> yes, we're asking I a love it. I, lo- I like that. When they go, oh, <laughs> it was Bon Jovi. Why is that bad? I don't know. I That's was just, cold. I was really obsessed with Bon Jovi when I was a teenager. <laughs> Are you with me? Like, I, I think yeah, that's quite cool. No, it was cool. I think I think it's just because I was I was really into Bon Jovi. Like, right. I was like that just brought up a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah, you, I could just tell all, you all the little. I don't really listen to them anymore because I over listened to them when I was a teenager. Um, yeah, I went to see Bon Jovi. Where was that? I've seen them twice. Um, it was at the O2, I think, the first time. Right, okay. <laughs> That's not, I don't, it's not as embarrassing as you think it is. No, I think it was just like in my mind, I remember being taken the mic out for being into, oh, like, really into right, Bon Jovi. Because okay. at school, that wasn't cool. What was cool when I was, like, I'm trying to think, like, what was really big back then? Like, we don't know when back then is. No. We could take a guess, but we don't know. Like, I, I feel like we're a similar age. Probably. Yeah, like 20, 2013, 2012, school. I was 25 then, <laughs> in 2012. Um, so, yeah, I think, I don't know, what, I, don't, I can't remember what was big. That When I was at school, a lot of my friends weren't necessarily into the same stuff I was anyway. Like, they were all into, like, Oasis and stuff like that, but they mm. were at the back end of that anyway. But, like, I was into, like, rock, new metal. I, I like dance and garage and stuff, but most of my friends were into, like, garage and not, weren't heavily into music. It was mainly football. Mm. so well, I sort of kept my music stuff to myself really because no one else seemed to really be on the same page yeah I think when I was at school actually just think about it, everyone was it was very X Factor era yeah so like yeah. it was I mean Taylor Swift was big and that's fine like I was a Swifty but um uh like uh like JLS <laughs> was big and and like One Direction yeah that was what everyone was obsessed with and then I was sat there like Bon Jovi <laughs> but that's fine so if you were like in the music crowd that's better yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you can't true. say JLS or Taylor Swift no has to. my brother-in-law's really into JLS like he went so to Newcastle to watch them yeah they reformed didn't they so he went to Newcastle to watch them I'm okay. sure they're from this yes. way anyway but he went all the way one to the one, one of them was from Peterborough, which is where I went to school. Yeah. Because I remember that they did a gig there and it was like a really big thing. Um, yeah, one of them went, was like from Peterborough. I think they're from all over. Yeah. Um, fair enough, fair enough. What's your jam? Is that a good question? What is the thing? That if you're on a, in a club or a wedding or whatever and you hear a song come on, what? probably Bon Jovi, right? But what <laughs> song are you running to that dance It's just for? any 80s music. Yeah. yeah. It's just going to get believe. me dancing. Just any of it. Like, my brother's wedding, he had a DJ and he said it had to all be 80s music. Best DJ ever. <laughs> like, it was so good. There was nothing, like, awkward. It was just all, like, just absolute bangers from the 80s. It was great. The other night, it was, like, really crap weather. It was, like, fun, like weren't thunder and lightning, but it was really heavy, like, wind, rain and all that. So to distract the kids, I was like, I'll put some music on for you so you go to sleep. And I put magic on just because that was always my go-to. Like if I'm in the car early in the morning or whatever, magic's quite easy listening. It's got nice music on there and whatever. Put it on. And they like in the morning, my daughter was like, that was boring. <laughs> I was like, oh, I quite, I quite like all that stuff. Whatever. Right. What we're going to do, we have a quick break and then we're going to come back to do your dream gig. All right. Cool. It's cool. Right, we'll see you in section two. This is Frank Joshua, and you are watching the Unsigned Podcast. How awesome is that? <laughs> I've just discovered it, though, because I, I drink, like, quite a lot of caffeine, mm-hmm. like coffee and tea and stuff, and I probably drink too much of it. And then the other day, when was it? A few weeks ago, I was driving back from Birmingham or whatever, and I was like, I don't fancy a coffee. I'll get, like, I saw, like, juice version of this, because I don't like Red Bull just reminds me of going out and getting pissed. 
So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just have some of that. And I've drunk that, and now I'm like on like one a day of them. Oh God, Plus all the addition to caffeine. Do you not? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me, like, because I don't drink it when I have had it. Yeah. I'm like really buzzed. I'm like, oh my God, like, my eyes are popping out of my head. Like, it's really weird. I wish I was more like that because I drink far the too m- much. The most I have is like, you. I'll have a matcha occasionally. Oh, what? A matcha. It's like green tea. Oh. <laughs> but like, it's like, no, it's like a, um, like uh, intense version of greens, it's like a powder, and you ha- can have like a matcha latte. But that gives me like a buzz. It's it's like I don't a quarter th- of the caffeine of tea, I suppose. Probably, I don't think it should give me that much of a buzz. But well, you can tell you can tell from what we're drinking. So you're on the water. You've got two <laughs> coffees, and I've got one of these. <laughs> it's honestly just because I don't like coffee. Like I tried so hard to get into to like it. Like yeah, I worked as a barista at one point and i like would be like i need to get into this like it will help me stay awake and yeah. i was just like i hate it like i can't i can have a a mocha but it has to be like 90 percent of chocolate powder i <laughs> <laughs> first time i got in i really got my dad likes coffee um so i got into it then but when i started running like when i was a runner mm. in like a media firm in in soho they would get like the coffee from Monmouth Coffee, and so it was like a really nice, expensive mm. sort of coffee that they give to yeah, really good stuff. And every now and again, you'd help someone would make like a cafetiere of it, and we'd sit there and have that as the runners, thinking, yeah, we're getting one over, and we're having some of this. <laughs> they used to put it in the freezer. Like the beans. It was more like the it was ground. She's coffee. a barista. Yeah, it was ground well, coffee, but they used to put it in the freezer because yeah, they said it kept it, keep, it fresh. Keeps it, keeps it more fresh. I only actually knew that because my boyfriend's obsessed with coffee. He's really into coffee. <laughs> but like, like when I when I go work in London and they like go, oh, does anyone want a coffee? My boss is always like, do you want a hot chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Whipped cream, please. <laughs> well, the Christmas coffees will be here soon, and then we'll be on them. I had a hazelnut and maple one the other day. Did you? Is that a Christmas one or is that? It's just autumn. An autumn awesome one. Nice. Did you I say like awesome? Autumn. Oh. I need to spat at you then. <laughs> um, I like the uh, gingerbread lattes. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that a bit camp or what? Like, no, it just seems funny coming from you. What do you mean? Gingerbread lattes, whipped cream, marshmallows. Oh, yeah. And, cream and, cream and, and, like maybe and, daughter, but. and little gingerbread man that comes on top. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Don't go there. Not vibe. No. It's not Fraser. That was, yeah. <laughs> Naughty Fraser Morgan. Uh, right. Welcome back. Section two, Unsigned Podcast. We're joined by Elba Rose. We are going to do your dream gig. So in this, we ask you your dream venue. Uh, we ask you who you'd like to feature on the bill with. Uh, what will be on your rider, etc., etc. We're also going to do gig tour bin. So if you can think of a couple of artists while we go through that, I have a couple in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, we would do that after. But first of all, at your dream gig, what would be your dream venue to do? Um, anywhere in the world. We used to have festivals as well, but everyone kept choosing Glastonbury. So we've just gone for venues. Oh, I totally didn't think about this on the break. Um, <laughs> I even teed you up at the beginning <laughs> no. before we started filming. Uh, it's got to be like, um, it's got to be like the O2 or Wembley or yeah, I always get confused. But there's Wembley Arena and then there's Wembley. I don't Stadium. right. Everyone says this. <laughs> I don't understand how they can get confused. One's a football stadium <laughs> outside, and the other one's a. Box. I didn't know there was two until this year. I thought Wembley was just Wembley, and then someone was like, "Oh yeah, but isn't near Wembley Arena or Wembley Stadium?" And I was like. I'm they're sorry. literally like a stone's throw from each other. They're really close. Well, maybe not a stone's throw, but they are really close together. But yeah. like the football stadium, it's quite synonymous. Like you can 
see what it is, right? So mm. Wembley Arena is, yeah, like a normal venue. It's yeah. like a box. Right. So which one That's are you thinking? That's no clearer, is I'm, it? I'm thinking the, st- well, the stadium. Yeah. yeah. Wembley Stadium has got be. no roof. Yeah. Where did you see Bon Jovi? What are you doing <laughs> over there? Oh, that's O2. O2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, prob- probably Wembley. That'd yeah. Be that'd be... Wembley that'd would be, be cool. I mean, that'd be sick. It yeah. would be sick. <laughs> what would... Uh, who would be on... The, so basically, there's three of you on the bill. Mm-hmm. You've got you, two others. You need to put into order your headliner, your main support, and your opener. You can have anyone you want, dead or alive. And I think we're going to end up with Frank Sinatra, Bon Jovi. And <laughs> <Robert>. <laughs> now, this is where I'm going to say artists that make sense. Uh, to the type of music I play, um, it could be like Banks and Halsey, but I don't know which way. I I would support. Yeah, <laughs> not going after <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think which way round I'd put them. Oh, I don't know. I'd support, and they could just like fight it out over <laughs> who headlines. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're yeah. going for that order then. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what would be your entrance music? Oh, God. I don't know. I feel like I would just feel really awkward having entrance music, so I'd just pick a really funny song. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like something you wouldn't expect, like a nursery rhyme or something, because I just feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd just go really extreme and pick, like, some, some like, wrestlers walk-in music. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, I mean, really, like, hardcore, do you know what I mean? Um... Yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm like so bad at thinking of track right. names off the top of my head. I instantly went for Benny Hill, the Benny Hill theme team. Did when it, you did, said you did, wanted did, something did. completely <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah. Just like running on. Yeah. <laughs> like your band following you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, probably like just an extreme because I'd find it funny. Yeah. Oh, I like um, that. What about a uh, special guest announcer? So who's going to announce you onto stage? An announcer? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we're totally in wrestling match territory. Yeah, it is. Well, then I'd, I'd have Dwayne Johnson, right? Oh. <laughs> that would be the rock. Cool. That would be... That would be really That would cool. be fun. I'd feel tiny. Like, he's, he's so... Well, I think he's tall. Like, he no, looks he is, tall. He but, is, but, I mean, he's like, massive, like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> he is massive. Uh, what would be your cover track? Do you do cover tracks? Um, Like, not in my set at the moment, no. no. Have you ever? Like before the Elba Rose project, yeah, yeah, but um, not as Elba, no, but it's just because we've had enough tracks in the set. Like, we've been t- chatting about putting one in and stuff, um, as well. I always, I don't know, what would I do as a cover? It's hard, isn't it? Because you don't want to think of something really obvious and cliche, but I really like Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, got the writer right. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is like Johnny Cash it's not it's Nine Inch Nails I learned that because my boyfriend was yelled at me the first time I said Johnny <laughs> Cash <laughs> I learned that the hard way <laughs> um, I, that, I think that's a tune I know it's been done so many times but I'd love to have a crack at doing a yeah. really cool ethereal version of that that would be fun what would yours be what would you do because you've got enough songs in your set to be able to do all originals What co- would you ever have a stab at a cover I don't know. Uh, if well, I posted the other day on Instagram, London Grammar, didn't I? But yeah. I think that's too obvious. I oh, that would be to... great. Yeah, I didn't think of London Grammar. Mm. I blank out when I get asked questions like this. So, so do I. Good... I don't know why I get invited back here. <laughs> <laughs> London you're, you're, you're usually the one asking questions, though, but I like to throw a couple at you because it's nice <laughs> to get a like, different perspective. Okay. Um, yeah. 
maybe something like an 80s track, maybe mm. a bit of share, probably Annie Lennox. I know that's, that's so generic and I say it every time. It's so fun reimagining tracks, though, that have yeah. been around for ages. London Grammar would be fun, but I, I'd be scared to pull her vocals off. I, I saw them live and I was like, oh, my God, she sounds as, yeah. as record. Oh, I could add London Grammar on my gig as well. No, see, I thought that as well, but what, would you want to be on the same stage? Because the sound is quite similar. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I love how deeply we're going into this now. <laughs> you literally threw, like, flew through the lineup, and now you're like, actually, I need to make amendments. <laughs> <laughs> London Grammar would be fun. They also just look like really nice people. I'm yeah. sure Banks and Housie are as well, but I, I just I feel like I've probably seen more of like London Grammar interviews where I'm like, you guys just seem like really nice people. When I saw them live, their opener was sick, and they got um, someone else to open who was just in a bar in Brighton like an hour before got a phone call from a man their manager and came to open and was clearly quite nervous Mm. I think um awesome set they were wicked um but like I just remember London Grammar genuinely coming on and being like can we just like you know like say thanks again for like pulling that out the back and I was like that's really nice because not all headliners Mm. thank the support and I was like like they don't, they don't always thank the support, and I was like, "That's a really, really like, especially at that level." Yeah, I was like, "That's really, really nice." But I remember that they, they were, they were nervous, and the, the the sound guy kept starting their track before they were ready, <laughs> and they had to be like, "Can you just wait a moment?" And like, oh. it, it was so nice though, because the audience was so like behind them. Yeah, because I remember they were just like, "Yeah, I just found out like an hour ago," and I was like, "Oh my god, if I found That's out mad, this an hour it? ago, I would be like." what um but yeah they're good they're good guys like they're at uni didn't they and they're just yeah dotting around london all the time they turn up to house parties that my partner's sister's been at they're just oh, really yeah down to earth people i think they yeah. haven't let it go to their heads yeah um nirvana tell smells like teen spirit that's what you go for yeah well, that would be good as well yeah. as a cover that'd be re- i'll be really interested to hear that that'd be amazing mm. also inspired a little bit mm. <laughs> uh, who would you do a special guest duet with? So you're doing your dream gig at the at Wembley, mm. and you can bring someone out. Who would it be to do a duet with? Honestly, I think it would just be uh, my, my producer. If I could drag him out, he doesn't really like gigging, but like we we recently finished off uh, a co-write together, which ended up being a duet. So we're both oh, cool. on it, and I'm. I'm really, I think we were both shocked when we wrote it. We wrote it very quickly. It was like in an hour, we thought it was going to be really awkward. And we were sort of sat there like, we've never written together before. Because like, we work together, but we've never written in the same room. Yeah. And like, I'm always like, I really want to play this song live, but you need a male singer and you need like quite a specific voice for it. So if I could drag him out. Yeah. I don't think he'd do it though. It's your dream gig, <laughs> so he's got to. <laughs> I don't he'd be like, No man, like I'm staying at home. <laughs> he'd just be like, No, he he doesn't like playing live, so Oh fair enough. He's quite <laughs> comfortable in his studio. Yeah, I think I think it's just the anxiety of playing live, I think it's not yeah. it's not his thing. So It's a lot it's a lot of that going going around, isn't there? Like I think a lot of performers are like that. It's just it's one of those things, isn't it? I really like admire people who kind of put that boundary up. They're just like no, this is this is what I, I don't do. like doing that. So yeah. I'm just not going to do it because it's quite a big thing to say. I'm there not going to do an live expectation gigs. though. There's yeah. a huge expectation. Yeah, it's quite a big thing to be like. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Fair enough. What would be on your rider? You can have two choices. You have special requests on your rider waiting for you at your dream gig at Wembley. What would you choose? It could be food, drink, special requests that is waiting in your dressing room at Wembley. Probably not coffee. <laughs> Probably nothing that exciting. I'd just be like, I'd want a comfy couch. Yeah, that's a good comfy shout. couch, you know, just to chill on, zone out to... I don't know if like you go to gigs and they say there's like a dressing room for you to sit in and there's not even a chair in it. <laughs> so you know a couch would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Beanbag minimum. Yeah, water. Um, Rock and roll. Some really some good like some good food. What food? What food would you choose? Probably like like Vietnamese food. Have you been to pho? Is it pho? Not yeah. not pho, but like the like the, the like the egg rice noodle bowls. Those are really good. Nice. Yeah. I I used to have really bad anxiety at gigs. Not because I was anxious about the gig, but I basically went through a phase where I wouldn't be well at gigs. I would be ill. Right. And it would make me very on edge and it would be to do with eating properly and stuff. So that's why I want food there. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, just to make sure, you know, like and like a nice comfy couch to chill on. It's a good shout. Not much. No. I think that's a fair request. Yeah. Very fair request. What would be your um, made it moment? Have you had one yet? Or w what would, do you think it would be when you get there and look back and go, bloody hell, yeah, I'm definitely doing um, the right thing here. Or I'm on track. I think like on a small scale, like things like, um, like with some of these tracks, like I've had, like I got added to like, you know, a really cool Spotify editorial playlist and it got played, like Dead End got played on BBC Radio 1 and it started to get picked up. Like just stuff started to like, you know, like, you guys got in touch and there were other people who just reached out and that was really, like, a thing of, like, oh, this is working. Like, yeah. you know, like, the, the effort I'm putting in is actually, like, things are coming. Yeah. And that that's wicked. And then sometimes I do go through phases where I'm like, oh, but that's the end. Like, there's, you know, there's <laughs> nothing not else is coming up. This. Like, this is it. And then I'll be like, oh, no, nothing's happening. But, like, no, I've had a few where I've been like, oh, you know, it's like, like, you know, like, the effort I'm putting in... There's people approaching you, they're noticing it rather than yeah. you. Yeah, well, like, people it. are just liking it, you know, and they're, like, they've added it to their own playlist, and it's just like, oh, that's wicked, you know? But, I mean, if I can support banks and housing at Wembley, <laughs> that'd be pretty great, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Where would be your after party? My house with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just, like, it's such a boring answer. I, get, I just get migraines after gigs a lot. Right. So if I'm being honest... I would go home. If I'm being cool, I would go to a cool party at Top of the Shard in London. But if I'm being honest, I'd probably be like, I'm off home now. Yeah. I think that's fair enough though, isn't it? Like everyone deals like decompresses in their own yeah. way. What would you, what do you do to prep for a gig? Um, so now I'm a lot more careful about it. Cause like I said, I did used to be very ill. And I mean, like I would just be sick at venues before I'd go on. Was that right. adrenaline? No, so it turned out I basically had like an over, <laughs> so it's, it's very boring, but uh, it's an, o an overactive acid reflux. Right. And then if I didn't eat properly and I was anxious, my stomach would flood with acid and then I wouldn't be able to eat because I would be like so, like my stomach would be like churning and then I'd be very unwell and then I'd get a migraine. And I used to sit there and I remember people would be like, you're just nervous. And I'd be like, no, I would like to go on stage because this will end then because the adrenaline will kick in. Mm. And so now when I gig, I absolutely make sure I eat three meals <laughs> um, and like 
I, I mean, like I do what a lot of singers do, cut out dairy, all that fun stuff before a gig where you can't have any chocolate or anything. It's quite stressful when, you know, like dairy's like your every day and then yeah. you suddenly have to remember on gig day, like, no, you can't have that for breakfast or anything. But um, what is the, what is the reason? I don't know the reason behind congestion. that. Congestion. Yeah. Oh, okay. really lovely. Very sexy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just, yeah, it just messes up your voice a bit. I think some people get away with it, but um, yeah. Uh, don't need and just yeah, warm up at home, keep keep chill. Yeah, to stay in the just, zone. Just stay like relaxed and calm. I usually do, to be honest. A norm, I try and do a normal day if I'm going to a gig in the evening. Just to yeah, not sit and think about the gig all day. You know? Yeah, and then yeah, just chill out with your dog after. Go and then have a cuddle with my dog after. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dog called? Uh, Enzo. Like Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we are going to do gig tour bin. So this is essentially Snog Mary Avoid, but for music artists. Oh, too right. many. To this feels me. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to... Do you want to... Um, Bruce bait? Bond Billy. Per? Bruce Bond Billy. Bruce Bond Billy. Mm. Bruce Bond Billy. <laughs> um, yeah, we can go for that, definitely. So basically, gig tour bin is like Snog Mary Avoid. Tour, you go on a world tour with them. Mm-hmm. A one-night gig, mm-hmm. or you've got to put all the work they've ever done in the bin. And the three artists oh, we're going to give you is? Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. <laughs> it's because I said. I said Bruce Bon Billy. Bruce Bon Jovi Billy. Mm. Eilish. Mm. Piper. World Tour. <laughs> World Tour Billy Eilish. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Artistically, it makes sense. Um. Springsteen, one night, and Bon Jovi bin. Is that because of all the embarrassment it caused you? No, I just... uh, Well, yeah, but I just... I'm just... Springsteen, I can't bend Springsteen. Yeah. You can't bend the boss, man. I'm going to see him (laughs) next year live. Are you? Where's that? Uh, I got tickets to... uh, Not sure if it's Wembley (laughs) Arena or Wembley Stadium. (laughs) Where is it? I think it's... I think it's Hyde Park. Oh, cool. It's a festival. Which festival is it? Uh, <laughs> it's it's like, festival. it was Hard Rock, not Hard Rock. What's Hard Rock called now? Hard Rock Calling, is that, is it, it's changed, isn't it? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, it's that equivalent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in a very big park somewhere in London. Finsbury? Googling. There's loads in Finsbury, <laughs> isn't there? There's loads going on at I think it's. I think it's in Hyde Park. Right, okay. Yeah. What are your, what are your, over the next six months, obviously you said you've got your EP that you're releasing hopefully at some point early next year, but what is mm. the plan for you over the next, between now and sort of next summer? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's good because I just made it up. I, uh, yeah, I need to sit down and really think about it, but um, th- this EP I'm going to hopefully release across next year is six tracks, so probably five as singles. Yeah. Get those released. I uh, hope to have a few more gigs next year. Um Getting all my festival applications in, nice. all that. Yeah, what's the pro- what's the process of all that? Because I again, for artists that are coming through, would probably be good advice for them. And I don't really know about it. So, no. what is the process for that? You send lots of emails. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> Same as everything else. Really. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. You send emails and you fill in a lot of application forms and hope <laughs> someone replies. It's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing complicated. But it's good to have um, like live videos of you, I guess. Yeah. Well, you've got a few of those, haven't you? I looked mm. on your YouTube and that in preparation for this, and you had a few uh, live videos like shot really nicely in different mm. studios and stuff. So, how did they? How did they come about? Um, 
so they they were actually so basically like from my day job. Oh, okay. Oh, that's uh, handy. Yeah, it does help. <laughs> I, I, we all have day jobs. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm um, like yeah, bit, like being a videographer. One of the guys there basically offered to shoot. It, oh, that's cool. Which was really good. That yeah. I was very grateful. <laughs> How did you do that as a process? Did he have? Did you shoot it a few different times, and he had a camera moving around, or was it a case that you did a few cameras in one go? Because like, it's a live um, set, isn't it? Yeah, so. so there's so there was one video we shot in Sunset Studios in Peckham, which is a one shot, so that was entirely him just moving around. Mm. And then the Diamond Light video was shot at South Lane Studios in Brighton, and that was with like two cameras. Right, okay. It's weird with live videos. So, like, I think like most live videos are like. A lot of what you're seeing is live. So, like, for example, like when we did um, the the one in South Lanes, how we did multiple camera angles without having two cameras mm. is we would record live, and because we play to click, mm. we can just keep filming every live take. Yeah, and then at the end we pick the best take of the the sound. Yeah, that's and then all we take my all question the footage. Was, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how we do it. So um, that's basically like. The cheap way to do it without having, yeah. you know, multiple cameras and multiple cameramen. Yeah. Um, well, we tried doing that at our events we did in, back in May now. That's how long ago it was. But we um, we tried doing that, but we only had one camera. So the guy who was doing the videography for us, it was quite a struggle for him because he was trying to record the li- a live event, essentially. Mm. Also trying to create like a music video for the bands and then taking shots from other parts of the night and trying to make them fit over the top. It just didn't wasn't yeah. quite the way to do it, but we tried. But it, it was it's just... a lot. It's a lot of work for one, uh, one person as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like even like so. I don't know if you saw the dance acoustic video. I haven't seen that. No. So, I shot that myself, which is a very stressful way to do that. So like, um, I fortunately got to borrow like a, a slider. Oh, cool. Set the camera up on that and like set it up, and I was like, cool. Let's record the song. I got my got my mate playing piano recorded it and then I was like okay so we need some like extra shots of each of us separately so I taught him how to hold the camera and operate the camera and then I filmed his bits and then we just put it all together it's not the ideal way to do it it's a lot more stressful it's yeah. super relaxing when so I find it so relaxing now when I show up and someone else is like yeah yeah just like I'll film I'm like oh my god I just have to stand here and like well, saying busman's holiday it. for you otherwise, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah um but like yeah no like a, a lot of videos before that I would shoot myself um yeah I thought I, I enjoy that part of it I started off in media sort of trying to become an editor and mm. I've done editing for on and off for years and then got out of media and got a, like a normal job which pays the bills and all that. But I think with what we're trying to do with unsigned and with events and all that, we I quite enjoy all that side of it and being on the, uh, being not, I like being in front of the cameras, but also behind it is quite cool as well. I do mm. enjoy that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely, I feel like I enjoy filming more than editing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, I get that. I just sometimes I just wish I could just finish edit, uh, filming and then just be like, "Here you go, you." Well, that's what I use, that's what we used to do with this because we used to have Joel who would edit all the videos, but he's uh, he's otherwise engaged at the moment. So it's sort of yeah, I've gone back to doing the editing and it is a little mm. bit. desperately like volunteers. Anyone? <laughs> anyone want to edit our videos? <laughs> Please. Um, yeah. So no, it's it's one of those things. I think mm. with this, it's all right because. It's just us chatting and then yeah. we don't really cut anything out. So it's like quite a simple yeah, edit. It's yeah. just getting a multi-cam sequence and just going one, 
yeah. Free. <laughs> like it's quite it's quite nice, yeah. quite easy. Um but yeah, no, it was we got a very editing heavy there, didn't we? Mm. What <laughs> uh, who's an artist you'd love to see in concert but you haven't yet? Um there's quite a few. I didn't get tickets to see Maggie Rogers on her tour. I kind of wish I had. That'd be right. cool. Billie Eilish would be wicked. I'd love to see her. I really like seeing people who do... Like, I love seeing, like, artists I love. Like, I'd love to go see um, Hayley Williams, like, mm. with her solo stuff. I think that'd be wicked. But I also love just going to see people who can do a show. Yeah. So, I'm to be honest, I'd love to go see Pink fly around, like, you know, yeah, doing yeah. all her trapeze st- skills. <laughs> I'd love to go see Taylor Swift's show because that's a show. Yeah. Um, I'd love to go see Billie Eilish because, like... That's a show. She's wicked. But yeah, no, otherwise, like, Hayley Williams would be amazing to go see. Um, she's featured quite a lot on this. She's been named quite a few times. Her solo stuff's wicked. Yeah, that mm. was, was, uh, to be fair, Hayley Williams was, like, a big inspo for, like, um, uh, the Wallflower EP. Um, Lana Del Rey would be cool. Lord would be cool. There's a yeah, Lord. I was going to say, I think Lord was uh, a vibe I got from your mm. latest track yeah. that you released. Lord, Lord was also quite a big influence. Like, yeah. Lord, Lana Del Rey... Hayley Williams. See now we're Banks. naming artists that these we're are all artists that make school. sense. I gotta I gotta change all my like <laughs> all the music I listen to growing start up. Again. So it makes sense. <laughs> Take two. Um, but it, like any of those, but I saw uh, Kylie Minogue live, right? <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest, I don't really listen to Kylie Minogue like mm. on a daily I know like two of her tracks, but <laughs> she was playing at the O2 and my boyfriend was like, Let's go see Kylie Minogue, it'll be fun. And it was fun. Like, yeah. it was a show. It was a really different gig to anything I'd seen before. But yeah. it was, um, she was great. The, yeah. the band was amazing. You know, like, those shows, you could take the mick out of it. But, like, especially when it's live, like, mm. which a lot of these big artists, like, I know there are some artists who do play to track, but, you know, they do have amazing live bands. And it's wicked to just go and sit and, like, I do struggle to just, go with the gig though now i don't know if you have this so when i went to see london grammar yeah i was so intrigued with what they're doing because london grammar live is like it's pretty like intense with how like they're doing stuff like i feel i feel like you know there's the singer there's the guitarist and then there's the guy that's playing drums but he also plays he also plays piano he also plays like uh like he does the trigger pads as well and i was like this dude's got the most stressful job like (laughs) But they're they're amazing. But I spent the entire time just being like, "Are you doing that? Are you <laughs> like doing analyzing that? How everything." Are you doing that? And like, I'm I was just sat there analyzing it, and I was like, "I haven't really like taken this in, you know, like yeah. like I've gone like gone into like the really experienced thing." So I think it was because I was in a seated like in a seat, and I think I just need to go standing and then drink a few glasses of wine and <laughs> and then stop um, stop staring at what everyone's doing. But uh, like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's difficult though, isn't it? When you're an artist and you're seeing the work at hand, mm. it is difficult to go, oh, what are they doing? Oh, how are they doing that? Oh, well, maybe I could try that on mine. Yeah, I mean, London Grammar was, to be fair, was quite a big reference for us for how we were going to do live stuff because they do a lot of what kind of like triggering stuff and, yeah. and, and whatnot. So I probably was very much like, do homework at this <laughs> gig. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like any 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 live music's always like an opportunity to just... yeah. Check out some wicked bands. Do you go to many gigs yourself, like not mainstream ones necessarily, but with emerging artists and stuff? Because Brighton's got a particularly good scene, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I, I definitely have done. Um, I'll be honest, I've been struggling to get back into the the swing of 
going out really frequently since like lockdowns like um i do uh but i need to go to more for sure yeah um i don't know has anyone else become like that i've become very like I feel like I've done the opposite, to be honest. I feel like since I've been... to get out. Have you just gone <laughs> yeah. mad? Like, I think, well, because with the, with the unsigned stuff, like, I was... I've been doing, like, the unsigned um, show for a little while. But it what, it did start, to like, with the Saturday sessions and unsigned, it did start, like, at the back end of lockdown and stuff. So when gigs started coming on and I was getting invited to stuff by bands that had been played on the show or come on here or whatever, mm. it, I've been to more gigs in the last six months than I have last six years like 10 years yeah so it is there's so much more going on out there that i'm aware of it was always going on i was just a hermit (laughs) so you know rob had a cold from going to see admissions at the annex yeah me and james both got ill like two days later did you yeah i didn't rob you got better immune system (laughs) (laughs) yeah we went to that that was a palps gig wasn't it yeah yeah no that was was everyone yeah every like loads of people were there that was a big a very south end heavy gig but there were loads of loads of great artists that were there. Palps have become one of on my playlist. They are good, very good. Upload music, Palps, for goodness sake. Uh, there was one more question on here that I forgot, and you fill for a minute because I want to find it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like getting put on this spot. <laughs> I got it. I found it. Well filled. <laughs> uh, an art. Well, I don't. If I've already done this, just stop me. An artist you should love, but you don't. She's thinking. I am thinking. I'm blanking, but I am thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Taylor Swift has been a been a vote on this. She's already said she liked Taylor. Swift. I know. I know. Well, that's why I brought it up because, like, like to be. I r- like. I do like Taylor Swift, and I loved her growing up. But there are. I feel awful because I just feel like I feel like Taylor Swift really talks the whole like not pulling people down thing do you know what yeah. i mean like she's always like talking about how like um she's always like experienced like people just wanting her to go away and stuff and i don't <laughs> want taylor swift to go I away saw, i saw this on tiktok yeah the other day in regards to she was saying you said that i was um in too many relationships or having too many dates so i stopped doing that and then yeah, i started yeah, to do yeah. this and then you moaned about that and then i was away for too long and then you were like oh are you ever going to come back so i come mm. back and it's like She's like, she can't win, is basically what she was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel bad saying this. But, um, <laughs> Just make you feel worse. <laughs> um, As a person, we support you, but... <laughs> I can't... No, I do kind of get why that that's brought up. There are... Like, I do like some of her albums, and then there's some where I'm just like... I don't like... Midnight's is the new one. Like, I think... I had loads of mates going, oh, it's amazing. And I listened to it, and I was like, it's good. Mm. But, but I, did you like her original stuff more anyway? Because it is quite different stylistic. Well, I mean, I love nine. Like I love nineteen eighty four. I loved the last two albums. I thought they were okay. really nice, and I kind of liked that she went like sort of folk, a little bit folk driven. Everyone like I was speaking to uh, someone who was like, "No, she went back to her roots." I was like, "It's not quite her roots. <laughs> like it's not country pop." Like, um. I do. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes I feel like she's always reimagining herself, which is wicked. And then sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I do get why people say that. I do like, there are some albums where I'm like, I should love it. And I was listening to Midnight's and I was like, I feel like I should love it. 
but I, I don't know if I quite do. I think a lot of people, though, when they're um, listening to albums, just, it doesn't matter what the artist does in their writers. They're going to love that artist for who they are just because yeah, yeah, they've yeah. always been, it's been a big part of their life. So if it's a case of, if you, like, we'll call out Artie Monkeys as an example, right? Mm. All of their original stuff. Uh, not That's original a good stuff. one. I should like Arctic Monkeys. Can't get into them. Like, yeah. genuinely. Oh, there you go. Genuinely can't. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say is, like, a lot of people that are, there are some maybe Arctic Monks might not be a good example like One Direction right mm. so One Direction fans are brilliant but they're you know fanatics yeah, aren't yeah. they so no matter what obviously they're not together now but whatever they did yeah. their fans would have loved and not really criticised it Yeah. so I think it's it's trying to I think a lot of people get taken along with that rather than looking at tracks individually yeah, yeah, or yeah. albums individually yeah I, like, I was kind of listening to Midnight's and I did there, there's some good tracks on there but I was like she does such long albums. Why is there tiny <laughs> tracks on it? I was like, we don't need all of these. Like, I, was just, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I feel like, you know, some of them didn't need to be on it. You know, like not in like, a t- oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> I don't think she's watching. <laughs> she might be. <laughs> we just pissed off Taylor Swift. God, Arctic can you imagine? One Direction. <laughs> That's my career over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Right. We are going to start wrapping up. Um, could you just tell everyone on that camera uh, where they can find you on the social, Spotify, all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm basically on all socials. Um, but it's just Elba Rose music on all of them. Nice and simple, wasn't it, that yeah. one? <laughs> Abby, could you tell everyone where they can find your good self? A.B.Violet on all socials as well, including Spotify and streaming services, because I'm more A.B.Violet presenter than... More than I am an artist now. Do you think? Yep. My following's gone since Future Hits. Good. So if you want to upload your music to Future Hits, well, <laughs> the website at futurehits.co.uk. That is correct. And if you want to get on to Unsigned, which goes out on a few different stations, you can upload music via unsignedmusic.uk. But also just go to the easiest way to go, futurehits.co.uk, and then you can find everything through there. Um, also... Uh, podcast guest wise if you want to if you're an emerging artist and you have uploaded music to unsigned or future hits and you would like to be on the podcast in the new year get in touch find us on the socials unsignedmusic.uk on the socials for the podcast unsigned pod if it's on twitter um but find us send a dm you're more than welcome to come on and we will start booking people in for the new year not the third of january because need a break don't we so the week after that we'll start booking people in but elba thank you very much for coming in yeah thanks for having me lovely to meet you lovely to meet you yeah (laughs) thank you for coming in abby really appreciate it manish cheers mate see you everyone see you next week cheers (laughs) 